Welcome back to the podcast. This is Full Purpose Podcast. My guest today is Michael Terrell, my G. How are you? My brother, my brother. I'm honored to be here with you. You know, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on, man. Taking the time out. How, how's everything going? Oh, man, life is good. No complaints, you know. Um, daughter just got back from Canada. Had a, a little international trip um her graduation trip come a little late but you know um boys are gearing up for hopefully what can be a basketball season this year uh we will see what the schools do um next week but uh cps is is going through it right now so these little ones are going through some craziness while 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 the adults here we we, we have um control over what we actually do you know, children are, are basically at the mercy of systematic things. Yeah, those, the little people are suffering from it, from all the BS. All the BS. So got to keep, keep keep their spirits high so that they, they, they stay on the trajectory because, you know, this can derail some things if, if we're not vigilant. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me about this trip. Is this a class trip to Canada? No, she just went to to visit some friends, actually. So this is really just, oh, that's dope. The holiday season, so from Christmas to just today, because uh, her classes start back up on Monday. Uh, her architecture classes start up on Monday, so she 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 got away, ran away from us for a few weeks. That's dope, man. That she she travels to Canada to see friends. That's pretty cool. It was something that at eighteen I wouldn't have considered. A possibility at the time though now looking back i probably should have done more adventuring absolutely like absolutely yeah. especially if you have the opportunity you, you should you definitely should do that um and because it's also a rarity as far as when we were growing up, growing up i didn't hardly ever heard about kids going to canada or uk for trips and shit like that yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't think i ever heard of anything like that like i heard about going to the islands because that was something that was done within a certain group of people that I know about, but I never heard about Canada or the UK or anything like that. Cancun was overdone, you know, uh, you know, everyone went down, down across the border, you know, yeah. um, rarely heard about people going up. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty interesting when she broached that idea. So. Yeah. Pretty- and Canada has some really dope spots when you're in Toronto there, there's some really cool spots to go to while you're there. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Very suburban America, apparently, though. It, you can still have your fun, man. You can still have yeah. some fun, especially during certain seasons. Uh, uh, I forgot what it is. A carnival that's up there or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, they have their version of it. I forgot what it's called. I can't remember what it is, but I was there for that, and it was a beautiful time. Oh, yeah. Toronto turns up. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> Most people don't even know that, but they they do turn up and and they do it peacefully. Like it don't get it don't get too crazy. And it's so nice. Yeah. Everyone comes together. It's it's usually a very beautiful thing. There's a lot of different things you can get into, a lot of stuff going on. So definitely worth the trip for anyone that can can make it. You know, they should take that. And there are some beautiful women there. Don't 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 get it fucked up. And 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 you can taste the rainbow. <laughs> Something to everything for everyone. <laughs> I'm not going to. I almost got a little bit excited, but I'm just going to say I yeah. agree. I agree. 
I agree. But as an older man who's more responsible now, uh, that is not what I'm trying to do. Um, focus, discipline, you know. <laughs> and I'm with you on that. Yes, there are goals. There are things that we want. And the yes. only way to get them is to stay, to, focused. To, to stay focused and be disciplined. Because if you're not, I come off that chain like like a fucking angry Rottweiler. I'm gonna tear up everything. So mm-hmm. uh, we gotta we gotta be focused, and and we must let other young men know that too. Even if you're young, if you can stay focused, man, work on your goals. The women gonna be there. Always. Once the money, especially once the money come, money is a status symbol for women. So they 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 know where to go for that. Mm-hmm. And focus they and they are getting it. So you know you gotta you gotta be able you gotta stay focused just so you can come with something. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got you have to have the table spread ready. You can't just come to the table. You have to have everything set for yourself. Um, make make sure you're able to do that as well. Definitely. So. All right. Let's let me, let's go back. After high school, what did you get into? Uh, I went I went away to U of I um, went away to study aerospace engineering. Um, so when I left U of I. I came back to Chicago um, and started um, an IT career in law. So that's basically what I've been doing for the past 18 or 19 years, right? Um, it's been nice. I, and, and it happened in a very roundabout way. I was really just pushing a green button on a copy machine um, with no background or certification in any, any, anything in the field. Um, kind of transition from being a copy operator to the organization I was working for, get a big, got a big corporate job and a big uh, government job, mm-hmm. needed some help in, in doing simple stuff like scanning. So I started learning that. Then I was like, okay, well, we got to deliver these scanned images like we do the boxes of paper, but how are we delivering the scanned images? So I then learned databasing. Then learn the back end process for litigation and e-discovery mm-hmm. uh, and just, you know, do my own thirst and hunger and that that drive and stand discipline about yeah. my goals and understanding that even though maybe the path that I thought I was on wasn't the one I was on, I was going to still stay the course. Um, and now I do tech support for international law firms and it's been it's been beautiful. You know, um, the experience, the exposure, the traveling. Um, you know, I worked directly under Lori Lightfoot at the previous firm. Uh, she was one of the managing partners there. So, oh, wow. That's a, I've got to be in the room where things happen um, and, and seeing how things happen on the back end. Exposure, I, you know, didn't even think existed, you know, coming up. You know, was it the right move? Because you said you started out going to uh, U of I for something else. I mean, it was the move that God had planned for me. Okay. You know, um, I can't say if it was right or wrong, but it was it was my path. Right. So I could have done um, a number of other things in the process or I could have walked away at some point, taken some other avenues. Um, But it 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 was something that came natural. Mm. I didn't have to fight it. You know, going to work isn't work, you know, in that instance. Um, it's something that I, you know, was doing as a hobby that I found a way to parlay into um, a monetary uh, game. And, and that's kind of what you want out of, out of something, right? Something that you can do 
that you don't feel like it's a job. You just get up and just do it because it's something that you know how to do. And some, at some point you may love it as well. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, it was kind of easy for me to just make the transition and, and go in. Um, and there's still a lot of engineering involved and obviously keeping networks together mm -hmm. uh, and systems together, desktop builds, uh, mobile device support, re, you know, repairing printers and, and, uh, things of that nature, as well as uh, administration. So, you know, it, it, it gave me access to do a lot of different things. So it was very beneficial. How, how much traveling did you have to do with that job? As far as, uh, inter, as far as international, not in the States. Um, I've been to the UK. Um, okay. um, um, I have, I've gone down to Puerto Rico. Um, which is not necessarily international travel, but you know, it's international travel. Um, I left before I could go to Sydney. There was there was one firm that was opening up an office in Sydney, Australia. Um, but I left right before that uh, trip that I would have gone on to take a different role somewhere else. So um, there have been, and, and there have been other opportunities um, traveled across the U.S. I don't know how many times to different offices. Um, I've gone to Toronto for business, so um, that that that's how I have my my Canadian experience, um, which is why I, I know it's dope up there. So when she, you know, like I said, when I, my daughter broached the idea, it was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I was hesitant, but it was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely a great experience. So prior to that, I wouldn't have had the international savvy, you know? Okay. Okay. And I think the place is, I think it's called Caravana. That's the festival. Yeah. Yep. Festival. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Good times. Um, yes. It just hit me when you said Toronto again, it was like, remember. And <laughs> now did you drive when you went, did you drive or fly? Uh, the first time we drove. Okay. Yeah. That's a dope road drove. trip. Yeah. 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 Uh and, and that was my first road trip up that way because I had never been. Mm -hmm. So the and so we did that and it was it was crazy as a young man doing that. Like a, it's 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 a it's a different experience. Excuse me, it's a different experience because you've never been there. You you're 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 experiencing this and it's you're open to this whole new experience. And then you get to meet people along the way. And it was the one of those defining moments for me as a man. And as a black man, where you go, yo, everything is a negative. Like people aren't just like trying to hurt you. Like you come from an environment where everybody has to act like that, but everybody's not out to get you. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. this, this, this is dope. Like we're here in, we're in Canada now. Like we drove over and people are, everybody wants to shoot the shit and kick it. Like no one, no one is looking at me to find out who's a tough nut. Mm -hmm. or prejudging you just just off you know just you being there they're just enjoying the presence yeah, yeah. everybody's walking <laughs> some people are saying sorry when they bump into you some people aren't but they're not bumping into you because they want a problem they're bumping into you because they're trying to get past mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and that, that was one of those things like when i got back i was like yo my neighborhood ain't shit <laughs> <laughs> and i don't mean that in a bad way it's just like it's like the the psyche of the neighborhood mm -hmm. is, is is bullshit. Like once you start moving outside of the realm of, of Chicago or the neighborhood, you you and you get into Toronto, 
you get to Puerto Rico, you get to Hawaii, you get to the UK, you get to Estonia, you get to mm -hmm. Paris, you go, what I know is bullshit. And ain't nobody telling me it's bullshit. So now it's my duty to go back and tell all these other dudes like, yo, this, this ain't right. Yeah, it's because there's an infection there and you don't know it while you're living through it. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? You have to you have to see what good, I guess, clean living is without that that poison um, to understand that there is even a difference. You know, I you don't even have to leave the country for that. You go you go some places uh, in this nation. You go to Phoenix, uh, Arizona, you can go um, Cali. You know, yeah, you can go to San Diego and it, it, yeah, it'll be yeah, different. Yeah. yeah, completely. So there's certain um, places in Kentucky that's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's every place. You can't even go everywhere in Kentucky either. You know, bong, bong, yeah. bong, bong. So um, with, with, uh, with the traveling, you learn, though, and I think that's the most beneficial thing about traveling so that that what you picked up there that insight mm -hmm. um, about, you know the differences from where I come from to what you know is that actual expectation around the world certain places you know more courteous more clean more um friendly you know uh more cordial um less standoffish mean mugging you don't get that everywhere right yeah um but traveling also you know opens up a bunch of different areas in your mindset um because you're, you're going to experience some things that you just don't experience at home. Um, and with each of those experiences, you know, we grow a little if we're open-minded enough when we're taking that, you know, adventure to, to be changed by it, you know? In those situations, you got to, to me, you, you have to grow, man, because it's happening. It's happening to you. Like you're going <laughs> through it. You're going through it. And it's not a, it's not a test that you can fail. Like, there's no way you can fail this test. Like, this is one of the easiest tests in life that you get, could ever get is just traveling and enjoying yourself in a positive manner. Like, it's, this is this is the easiest. And when we got back, I had told him, like, yo, this, I told myself, like, yo, this might have been the easiest trip I've ever been on. Nobody got beat up. Nobody went to jail. Nobody got shot. We did not get arrested for mob action. We went to Toronto. The women were fine. And the rest of the Toronto community treated us like we belong there. Like everybody was just chill. People smoked weed. People hung out. They had drinks. All and we love. had a good thing. Everything was all love. And that's one of the reasons why I say it's all love. Like when people talk to me and I'm like, yo, it's all love, bro. Like I'm not, I'm not here for, I'm not here for no bullshit. Because when I'm when I want some bullshit, it ain't, ain't going to be, it ain't going to go this way. <laughs> and, and 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 to speak on that like we're we're older now so like we're, we're definitely not looking for for drama and, and situations like that but man i i i hope that more young men and more young women get the chance to travel like your daughter has because that is such a great thing and as a father i salute you for that that is such a great thing to to be able to do for her man you know we gotta we gotta provide for us because if we don't Nobody else will, man. And and the system that's waiting on them, it ain't fun. It ain't fun. It, it, it will take from, from us more than to give to us. It's been handicapping us for a very long time.
So what about you have what two other two other children? So um, it's my daughter and three boys. Um, so um, my um, my oldest son uh, and you know my middle son are upstairs gaming right now. <laughs> um, and my youngest son is off with his mom. Um, parlaying right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So talk to me about this green thumb. When did you get this green thumb? Ooh, man. If you want to talk about it, if you don't want to, we'll, we'll move. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. We can, we can hit on that. Um, so I have an engineering mind and I have a love for nature. Um, both of which were, were, were skills or traits that were um, fostered by my grandparents. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I, I, I had a green thumb before I knew I had a green thumb. Just watching my grandma work in the garden and tend to plants and things of that nature, um, it became easy um, just to, to put my mindset into growing a plant, you know? So then, you know, I tried some herbs and, and you know, some, some vegetables, uh, lettuce, basil, um, some other spices, rose, mint, citronella. Oh, oh just a moment. Hold on. Let me hit the button on it. All right. All right, back to you, sir. You said you had a green thumb. Right. So, you know, Granny uh, helped me develop it young. I didn't know that I was ever going to get back into that other than like, you know, the house plant here and there. Uh, but then, you know, come COVID, an opportunity opens up January 2nd. Well, prior to COVID, opportunity opens up January 2nd for licensing, uh, for cannabis licensing here in Illinois. So my team and I put together our business plan, uh, got our money together, applied for licenses, started doing our development, um, and started actually, um, how do I do this? I have a service now where for medical marijuana card holders, um, I walk them through the process of growing. Okay, okay. Um, you're legally in the state of Illinois allowed to grow up to five plants if you have if you're a card holder. So um, there are a number of card holders who don't want to pay the dispensary prices or, you know, they feel like they can do something better mm -hmm. or they want to use it in a different way, produce their own. So I help people from seed to finish, from seed to harvest. Um, and that's even post-production, um, making comestibles and consumables. Uh, such as edibles and oils and things of that nature, tinctures, things mm -hmm. of that nature. Um, so that green thumb growing plants turned into a few additional businesses. As it should, as it should. Right. So um, that's been, that's also been uh, uh, exciting if, 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 if nothing else. So, so you exciting. enjoy it then you enjoy. Oh it. yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm going to, uh, soon enough, walk away from corporate America just to focus solely on this. Is there a certain part of it from seed to harvest that you that you enjoy 
more than any part of it? So I have a I have a high and a low. Um, watching it basically mature uh, and training it is probably my best uh, my best time. I have my best time. It's the most therapeutic, you know. Um, trimming it, training it so that I widen it out, plants out so that, you know, the yield uh, is then increased. Um, it's, it's pretty therapeutic, if nothing else. Um, but conversely, my least favorite aspect, the least favorite part is uh, cleaning at the end, the, the final trimming. Mm. That's a pain. You know? what, what makes it a pain? Oh, the, the amount of work is just tedious work. Yeah, you know? I would think so. All the manicuring. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that part, you know, it's and and that's the part of the the work that's more rushed. The rest of it is farming. You know, it's the long game. So you know, weeks and months of maturation and then um, nutrient get feeding and, and and that schedule. Um, but that's over a long expanse of time, and then. And just a couple hours after it's hung and, and dried, uh, it's got to be jarred up and, and, and ready to be preserved. Um, so to do all that long and it work and then have such a quick uh, super finish at the end, uh, it's kind of a, a bit of a letdown. But mm. that's only because it's, it's, it's a lot of tedious work. It's annoying normally have some assistance for that <laughs> is it hard to avoid dealing with uh infestation from bugs it is no it's not hard to avoid it but that's part of the work side of it throughout the life cycle process right um this is farming mm -hmm. and in farming and all the produce that reaches our stores and our tables um bugs are everywhere Bugs are everywhere, but there's also pesticides that are everywhere, right? And, and having a keen understanding of what's good for people, what's good for the plant, um, you know, what things you're trying to prevent uh, makes that process a lot easier. You know, um, there are a number of different things that attack those plants specifically, and we're talking about uh, hemp, cannabis, um, indica, and sativa. Um, you know, things like aphids, little gnat flies, um, spider mites mm. are, are, are big, uh, stupid pests that, that like to kill your whole yield. Um, but non-pests too, like powdery mold, if the area is too moist, um, if the soil or, or medium is too moist, um, mold will develop on the leaves, that will eat away at your plants um, injuring them, causing them to be sick. Um, and, and, and that's easy. That's something that's easily passed on from plant to plant because it's airborne spores. Uh, so keeping a regimen, you know, weekly to, you know, bi-weekly regimen to prevent those things, um, defoliating, you know, keeping, keeping your, your leaf body down so that pests can't, don't have a good breeding ground. Uh, those things are important. So uh, it's not hard. I was, I wouldn't say it's hard to prevent, but it is something that if you don't address mm -hmm. constantly throughout, um, it, it's easy to contract. Okay. Okay. 
Have you ever lost a harvest due to any of those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've lost partial plants. I've lost entire entire yields. Oh. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's heartbreaking because a lot of times you won't know it's gone until the very end, right? Mm. Uh, you've taken it from seed to or clone four or five months through the vegetative process and then you bloomed it two to three months for the bloom process and you get to the last two weeks and you got all these webs all over your stuff and it's like oh my god like i spent all that time with this plant and you know you, you're looking at it like you're excited about what's about to come from it because you're seeing all these beautiful flowers pop up everywhere is there a way to salvage that or you just gotta go ah fuck it I mean, so there are ways to salvage it, um, but it depends, you know, all about the grower's integrity. Okay. Um, you know, as a as a consumer for most of my life, um, I wasn't aware of all the things that could affect the plant. So I know as a consumer, I wasn't aware of this when I was making purchases. So I was probably, you know, ingested or smoked any, any type of stuff that had powdery mold, spider mites, or any of these other uh, pests um um attacking um whatever i had at the time uh, but you know integrity uh, people that grow with integrity people that you know produce for others uh with integrity you know you want you want a clean product you, you want, want a clean product, product. Yeah. you want you want something that's quality so yeah. um there are like cutoff points where you can't do anything about certain things certain problems so you just you, you're trying to do preventive measures so you don't have to deal with that at those points um but then you know there are weird freak anomalies in nature that just happen and you just have to figure out ways to deal with it so um, there are ways to salvage um harvest um but it depends on how bad of uh, a problem you're dealing with uh, so it just varies so so now so so was that early early on for you when you were losing harvest uh, I've lost one harvest. Out of one harvest, okay. One harvest in what, it, like six years? So, um, and and that was because I introduced plants from another house into my garden. So you could do everything you want to do, but you know you got to also be vigilant about what comes in, what goes out of the garden. You know who comes in, who goes out. You know, clean uh, clean environments help prevent you know definitely so definitely because you don't it was, know what, it was definitely don't a learning know. it was definitely a learning process and it's something that i i you know because of my experience um the service that i provide for others i've made mistakes that i can help people prevent and that's okay. that's the most advantageous thing about having a teacher through anything you know having someone that's a master at something allows you to you know mitigate some of the mistakes that you would have made just on your own. Okay. Okay. Having help is, is always essential, man. I keep telling people that you, you got to have someone that knows better than you do. Always. You can't be the smartest person in the room all, you know, all the time. You're, in you're, the not wrong learning. Room. you're not growing. You're not you're, growing if, you're, if that's the case. You're in the wrong room if you are. If you're constantly mm -hmm. the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. I love... And I tell people all the time, like when I do conversation, when I do this podcast and me and six get together or I know I can get to get with you. I know I ain't the smartest person. 
I can sit back and sometimes just not say nothing because I know there are people who who have more information than I do. They're 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 they're, they're more proven in certain things than I am. So I don't have to necessarily engage a whole conversation. And I I get to learn. I get to sit back and just shut up and just listen. And that's always a beneficial thing. As I, you know, it's 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 great to still be at our age and learning. Yes, help is the key. You got to you mm-hmm. got to have help. You gotta have help. You ain't going nowhere if you don't get none. Yeah, I mean, you go somewhere, you gonna go slow. Yeah, real slow. Real, real slow. slow. Yeah, you're gonna trip a few times. You're gonna fall a few times, and getting gonna, back up on your own, you know. You're gonna get lazy and a bunch of other shit, man. You got to have help. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. you have to have the wisdom to know where help is. You have to have the openness to allow people to help you. That part. That part. Yeah. Most people are so tight on being vulnerable that, you know, they look at help as, you know, being weak or, or, or going through things with a crutch when in truth, being aware enough to know that you need help to get you through this um, is, is, is a strength that most people really need, especially right now in life. You know, um, we were, Although social media is designed to bring people together, it's, it's created a lot more division. We are a lot more divided as a result of the things that are here for our convenience, right? Um, so it went, from, it went from a tool that someone made so they could get some coochie to a marketing tool to now people using it for everything else, for division and OnlyFans and everything else. Everything, like, you know, and so... And people spend most of their day tied to it in some way, shape, form, or fashion, you know? Um, but all that means is all that time that we're spending there doing that, all, we're, all the time we're spending like this, it's just time that we're not spending interacting with people like we used to. Fact it's just time that we're not using our hands to build things, to do things, you know? So um, we, have to, we have to be mindful enough to be like, okay, I need to reach out to someone for something, you know, whatever it may be, you know. Um, I, I, I like it when people ask me questions, especially if it's pe- individuals that I know I can go to for for answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that reciprocity is, is, is valuable going through life, you know. During the, the, this era of COVID that we're going through, uh, did, did, did business slow down for you or, or did it pick up? So some businesses slowed down. That particular business increased drastically, tenfold. I'm, and I would, I, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so, that. Like, why, why, why the fuck wouldn't it? People ain't working. They sitting at home. Got a lot of free time on their hands. You ain't got shit else to do. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> you might as well you already go do this. <laughs> Might as well let me help you out. Might as well. So did you did you start a brand? Do you have a brand that that may be out soon? Is so there any FTC, brand in the marketing? FTC Labs um, is already incorporated. Um, that is that will be the parent company of our brand. So I can't give any brand names. Uh, okay. All right. right. Now. Hey, but, hey, hey, hey. But yeah, but yeah, keep it just just you know FTC Labs Chicago. Keep your ears open. Keep your keep your eyes open because uh, you'll be hearing a lot um, from that group, our our group uh, in the near future in the okay. in the cannabis space. 
Awesome. Awesome. Um, so you guys are ready, are ready to go. We just waiting for the green light. We just waiting for green light. Yeah. Are you are you steps closer or will it be a while? Um oof. all right. So the state of Illinois. Uh oh. Hitting that bullshit. <laughs> the state of Illinois. The I know the state of Illinois. Yeah, I, we know what y'all do. You motherfuckers. Yeah, they, were, they were supposed to release the licenses March of last year. Mm. The licenses still haven't been given out. Um, and you know, you had some 4,000 applicants for dispensaries, cultivation, infusion, uh, countless applicants uh, for transportation services. Okay. Like couriers uh, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are the four license types that um, were up for application last year uh, that still haven't been decided on. Why am I not surprised? So, so we, we, we are at the mercy of the state um, as things develop. Um, you know, there, there are groups that are suing the state for their handling or mismanagement of the application process. Um, there are groups, illegal groups that have gone at the state because of the, um, the restrictions on, on, uh, social equity applicants and them needing to be a 51% majority owner of the company, but then parent financers are doing side deals where they're actually 60 to 70% owner of, course. Uh, of companies. Right. So, uh, and then with social equity, the big, the big companies, the big billion dollar, million dollar entities already in the space weren't supposed to be getting the licenses, but it turns out that they're back ending most of the, the the teams that receive licenses so there's a lot of of course big Illinois corruption you know going on of course um, big farmers involved you know oh, yeah. it. you know right. that so there's that that uphill battle to fight with right but if i quit now then it would be for not right i just It'd be, be you can't do that bro you can't do that you came too far place. yeah so can't um regardless of how any of that goes um we have legitimate business ties and dealings here in the city of Illinois. So we're creating a foothold anyway. That's all that matters. My God is as long as you uh, got your foot, foot out there and you were able to create businesses and be able to drive things through for yourself and a family. Um, you need that. And it's, it's, it's something we need to see more black men doing anyway. Um, are there other, other black people that you know that are involved in this space in the city of uh, in the city of Chicago or state of Illinois? So um, I do actually. Um, my business partners, my, my my partners are comprised of some pretty top notch individuals. Okay. Uh, my board, uh, five black individuals, um, our CEO Letitia Ross. Um, is a project manager for United Airlines um, and has been um, on the administrative side of corporate America for the better part, I want to say, of 12 years. Um, our chief operating officer, her, um, her life partner, um, Nicholas, um, Nicario Ross, sorry. He, um, he's a graphic designer who um, is big in the, the chef space of the okay. city. Okay. Uh, 
So um, a business called Stuffed, I think um, he helped start along with a few others, some other startups. Um, so operational things he has down packed, you know, um, supply chain, you know, things of that nature. Uh, we have a clinical psychologist on our team. Really? Thompson. Yes, Dr. Dr. Nakia Thompson um, is, is tasked with handling our um, client relations and interaction uh, okay. and our social footprint, you know. Uh, and then, you know, we have a, a top tier um, insurance broker, uh, owner of his own uh, insurance, insurance brokerage, you know, um, who's been doing that for 25 plus years. So uh, our team is pretty tight, you know, pretty solid. And, you know, with my IT background, I, I operate as the CIO of the company as well as the chief consultant. Uh, so I do the operational consulting um, and engineering, the setups, roles, um, and all the teaching for the entire process. So uh, our team, and that's just one company. Now, mm -hmm. my, there, are, there were, at my last count, um, 1,300 um, primarily Black or all Black um, applicants that apply for various licenses. Um, good, good, good. So um, there, there, there's a nice amount of individuals with um, money backing them and um, interest in the, in the area, in this market, which is a market that we need to jump into at all levels, um, not just from, you know, the selling at a dispensary and buying at a dispensary, but management, ownership, banking, security, compliance. Having land, all that. Yeah, all of that. So, um, and, and, and with this being a new market, this is a time for a lot of opportunity. So we need to be mindful of that. Uh, Chicago City Colleges, uh, most of the Chicago City Colleges have started a cannabis um, program mm. where they give you operational instruction, background, history on the plant itself, um, business um, education on how the businesses operate, how the state and the federal government operates um, under uh, certain guidelines. Um, and then, you know, just overall education about what employment opportunities are out there. Um, so these are some free classes that CCC is offering uh, to get certification. Uh, it allows you to get placement in, in these up and coming opening businesses that are going to need knowledgeable staff to do things like the transportation or cultivation or processing or infusion um, supply management did you have any idea that you would do be disinvolved no not at all you know i just honestly you know wanted to grow some bud and and, and smoke it like i did in my college dorm room and hey. do it without any legal ramifications you know? absolutely so, um, I did not even envision all of these separate entities that I now touch on and, and try to operate within and manage, manage other, you know, bigger moves through. So no, nope, no idea. 
no idea. But a lot of my experiences in, in my corporate dealings prior to this helped set the stage. So, so back to the, your earlier question, um, that I feel I made the right move, um, going from what I was studying in school to then what became my, my job journey, if you would, um, it just all set me up for the next stage. I don't know what's coming next, but I feel like I'm better prepared as a result of all those different experiences, you know? Okay. Okay. Do you, do you feel like you know what triggered it to get it to this point? Is there a certain thing that triggered it? Cause it had to be something along the way that said, you know what, I'm going to mess around and, and push it. Or did someone tell you, yo, you know what, you should, you should come take a ride with me. I need to uh, introduce you to somebody. No, um, it was, it was kind of a self-driven thing. And then once I started driving down that road, I started having a lot more of those conversations. You know, once, once, once I aligned myself on that path, I, did, I didn't know where I was headed or what it would entail, but then those doors started to open on their own. It kind of happened organically because I allowed myself to be the tool that God needed me to be for this particular entity or this season in my life, you know? Um, so I've had a lot of those now meeting confers with people like, Hey, look, I need you to meet this person. I'm in Vegas with some, some big time girls that have been in this, in the industry, uh, in the legal industry out there for 20 plus years. And, and they were on the illicit market for 10 or 15 years prior to that. So okay. experience upon experience, you know, um, Cali growers that have invited me in to show me things and, um, uh, Oklahoma. I'll be in Colorado, you know, later this this year, um, checking in on some people and do some things. So um, the doors open once I decided this is I'm I'm going to put some energy into this, you know. And then I then had choices at those points. When those doors open, do I continue to step forward or do I just go back to the life that I'm you know used to? So as long as I'm pressing forward, I expect greater things to open up. That's dope, man. I, I'm I'm proud of you for doing what you decided to do, uh, not just in the in the cannabis area, but as a man who uh, was working for an international law firm. You know, like that. That's 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 big. You know what I mean. And you you took on the responsibility of making sure that you were able to be a representation of of the people where you come from, and for yourself, doing it for yourself, and then for your kids as well, right? Because that's what it's all for, really. You know, what I'm saying at the end of the day, I'm doing it. For them, you know, this Absolutely. is about what I can pass down to them, knowledge-wise, you know, um, capital-wise, you know. So it's it's, and, it's and all, then because it's all a means to an end. Yep, and then as a father, you get to show the young man what it is to to be driven, to have a goal, you know, and and to set goals. You know, it's it's absolutely needed within the black community because they keep saying we don't have any, but they are there. You oh know, yeah, they're, um, they're there, and and even where you know things slam in our face, you know, because of the adversity that we faced, we know that that's not a stopping point. No, we we're resilient and brilliant, so we're gonna keep figuring it out. We're gonna keep walking through the dark, and have others emulate that. Now, you know, I I know this the media and society at a large has a very dark. Um, disdain or a, a bad taste in their mouth about um, black culture but um, on the whole 
we produce some of the smartest people in the world. We produce some of the most talented, most driven, um, most heartfelt individuals the planet will ever know. So um, as long as we keep that like focus and thought living within us, getting others to emulate it won't be as hard, you know? Getting, wow. you know, our progeny <laughs> on the path won't be as hard. You know? Yeah, the, the main thing for us is to, to try to galvanize as many of us as we can to keep on going on that road and become industrious for ourselves because the better we are at being industrial, within our own community, we, we we will continue to create wealth within our community. And that will help grow and push us far beyond where we are right now. But then we need to galvanize and mobilize together. Tell me something on another subject. All right. It kind of relates to that because you do have kids, four kids, right? Yep. Three boys, one girl, right? Yep. How is it raising a girl, a young lady? So... I like to tell people the truth. Let's do that. That's what that's right. what I'm that's a, what you hear. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with the truth. My daughter was first, so I made all my mistakes with her. Mm. <laughs> they say. Um, they say. From what I understand, they say you get a girl not because you were a player, but because you need to understand what love is. I, I and that is as accurate of a statement as I had ever heard. Uh, mm. You know. Um, and it's not so much that I needed to understand what love is, but I needed to understand how to present it. You know, how, to present, <laughs> how to present myself as love to someone and then how to receive it. Um, Cause that presentation um, happens, you know, sporadically throughout life, you know, as mm -hmm. me and as we grew up in, in this society, um, unless you grew up around a lot of girls or a lot of sisters, you know, aunties and stuff like that. Um, and seeing them interact in their relationships and then, you know, having a close bond with them, you really don't, you, you, you don't get a concrete uh, 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 learning tool that helps you talk to women, how to listen to women, you know, how to um, understand needs versus wants versus, you know, what, what I can do, what I shouldn't do, you know, things like that. So my daughter, um, being the um, very expressive young lady that she is and the brilliant young lady that she is uh, forced me to deal with um, emotions that I hadn't dealt with. Even, you know, I was, I was married to a mother um, and we were in a five-year relationship prior to her coming into the world. Um, so, you know, I was 22 years old uh, when mm. Taylor was born. Um, and up to that 22 years of my life, I can really say I had never really listened to a woman until my daughter started to talk to me. Mm. And now I think it's one of my skills that I pride myself on the most, being able to listen and really understand uh, what's being said to me uh, was probably the biggest takeaway from raising a daughter. Um, it, it's It's got its... It's, it's, it's got its ups and downs. <laughs> I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Um, especially knowing, and it's not so much ups and downs with, with, in my case, with my daughter so much, it's ups and downs with knowing society. Um, so what society's expectations of a woman are, 
what society will put on her um, unknowingly and or uh, undeservedly. Um, the, the things that are gonna get, that she may have to experience as um, obstacles and attrition towards her, um, it's trying to teach her how to navigate those things. Absolutely. Was the, the probably the hardest part for me, you know? Um, because you gotta give her that education away from where she gets at school. She needs to have that yeah. daddy education. Yeah, yeah, because you need to have this life education. What they give you at school allows you, you know, it's just tools in a toolbox, but getting through life, that's that's the real education. Absolutely. And she has to she has to learn how she has to know how to deal with people and men who may try to be a suitor or guys that are going to try and play on her. Absolutely. And it's important for guys and girls, you know. Yeah. Um and 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 indifferent and not even from a gender role space, but uh, socioeconomically, you know, or um, just uh, classism in general, understanding certain things and scenarios. Um, she allowed me to learn how to coach. I learned how to coach from raising a daughter. And now I coach my son's basketballs and football teams. So wow. <laughs> it's, it's help, you know, be able to yeah. break things down to the, to the most minute values and then build those things up in a person. Um, I, I believe I have her to thank for that. Awesome. That's awesome to hear, man. Because I was having that conversation with one of my one of my buddies, and and I was like, "Yo, I heard, I, I keep hearing this saying that sounds better than what I've been hearing. Oh, God gave you a girl because uh, you were a player or whatever, blah blah, to teach you a lesson." I was, and one of my one of my friends who's married. He's like, man, I love, he said, I love both my girls, man. He said, I think they, he, he was like, bro, I think they got it wrong. God or nature gives you girls so you understand what love is and how they, and how it actually comes into play for you. Like, cause mm -hmm. if you never had it, this is going to be the time that you really learn what it is. Cause she's going to give you, she's going to give you everything that you can handle and mm -hmm. the things that you want, don't want to handle too. And, and it's the most purest form because there's no, um, there's no walking away from it, right? There's this isn't like a romantic relationship where you could be fed up with a person. No, you have to learn, yeah, deal with this, figure things out, the hard stuff, the good stuff, you know. Um, and yeah, learn how to temper certain things, the way you say oh, yeah. certain things, yeah, yeah. And I'm and and I'm still, I'm not the the keenest at it all the time, but we have a relationship where we can talk about anything. And that's the biggest thing, because um, she knows she could come to me about anything, you know. Um, and that's something that in a father-daughter relationship, um, uh, it pays the most dividends. I like to hear that, man. I like to hear that. All right. So my next question would be, as a the four kids, mm -hmm. who has his he has his own place. Right. You have yep. your own home. Oh, yeah. They're all in uh, custody of the kids. They're all in here. So. Custody of the kids. Right. Own businesses. Flourishing. How hard is it for you to date? I just don't have the time. So, you don't have the time. They, yeah, the, the dating 
becomes an issue with time. Um, and then I guess because of how driven I am, um, the, you know, my fuse, well, I'm, I'm also divorced. So, um, my expectations are different, you know, in life right now. Um, I don't really have a problem dating per se. Uh, you want to put that out there. Um, dating is probably the easiest thing to do, but is it making dating with a purpose is the, yeah. I mean, even dating in general okay. is, is the easiest thing to do. Okay. Making connections with people though, genuine connections with people. That's hard. That's, that's where the tricks come in. You know, um, once, once you're in the 40 year old range, you know what you want. Bang, you know, bang. Most, most people generally have a good idea of the life that they want to live, even if they don't know how they want to get there at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. We know what we want out of life. We know what we want out of a partner. Uh, we know what we won't tolerate, what we will tolerate. Um, and the truth of relationships is not about what I want, though. you know, it's not. And, and it's about what we can do together. Compatibility. Yeah, what we can do together, how, how, you know, what can we accomplish together? What can we, you know, what can we enjoy together? What can, you know, what can we talk about together? What, you know, the, the smaller things, right? But those become the bigger picture holes because that's the stuff that we're going to be doing every day. Um, and so making connections with people is a little bit harder when you're, when you're you know, ex- exceedingly busy with kid activities and, and raising children and businesses and, corporate uh responsibilities um but at the same time you know dating is fun so dating is fun i just think that the companionship and compatibility and the fellowship the the proper fellowship for me just it just isn't there or maybe i'm in the wrong city maybe the city has run its course for me you know you know um when it comes to dating I, I find that wherever I go, mm-hmm. I, I, I run into the things that I'm attracted to. Okay. So I think, no I think that's everyone, right? Right. So no matter where I go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably encounter or meet individuals that pique my curiosity for certain reasons. But ultimately, what propels me or prohibits me from you know, being in a relationship is generally me. No matter where you place me, I could probably be in a relationship with someone if if I gave it the time and effort um, it deserves. But um, I agree with that. But but I will also the options say, do matter. The options yeah, come on, matter. talk about it. Talk about it. Because, <laughs> I ain't gonna discount yeah, that. Options yeah, matter because I because I, for me, I was just gonna say I take full. I can take full responsibility. But at the same time, we talking about the not not just me being responsible. And, and picking the right person, but the options, man, you, you what? I'll be out here looking sometimes like, man, what? Like, what, what are you doing? And then you hear, you're listening to these conversations that they want to have with you about what they want from a man. And it's like, well, out of half the stuff that you said on, on, out of all the stuff that you said on that list, what do you have? Mm-hmm. How, did, how do you qualify to tell a man what he should do for you? And you don't, you don't have half of it or a third. 
I mean, even if you don't have it, are you deserving of that? Because there are certain things that we, we we're supposed to do. Yeah. And there's certain things that we require because we have a checklist. Exactly. And I don't think they understand it. Like there's a very long checklist before, you know, I hand over the keys to a kingdom to know anybody. Facts. Facts. You understand what I'm saying? Like there's a very long list. Uh, part of that list it just goes, can not 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 can I bring you around my family, but can I introduce you to like the people that are important to me? Right. You know. Yeah. And yeah. the family is important. I don't want nobody to think, oh, oh, so you are, we ain't important no more? No. But there are levels. You, there you are levels the to this that, shit. If know. I leave you in a room with these people, can you represent? Can you represent? If I take you to this corporate event and, they, and out here in this loft, can you represent? If I leave you alone with these people, can you represent? Mm-hmm. Or if I, let's go further up to this, the easier part of the list. You know what I mean? Like, if we mm-hmm. go certain places, do you know what to do? In the event we have an argument, do you know how to talk to me while we outside? Mm-hmm. Do you know not to call the police on me? Because if you ever call the police on me, do you know that, that we are done? Mm-hmm. You never, you should never call the police on me. If you I'm love me, you, I'm not gonna give you a reason to, but I'm never gonna give you the reason to. But the day you do that, we 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 done. We do we, we done. We done. I'm n- I'll never give a woman a reason to call the police on me. I'll leave the house and, and, and be gone for a while before I do that. There's never there has never been a reason for anybody to call the police on me, except for my except for my mama. And she did that because she was just scared for somebody else's life. So there, there's a checklist, and when you're out here maneuvering with people not maneuvering with people when you're out here trying to meet people and talk to them you know i i i i listen to these conversations that they want to have and it's like man some of y'all didn't have fathers some of y'all didn't have mothers so y'all which i which which i think y'all want or what you think is what you think is correct is actually a, a, a falsehood You know what I mean? So, and, and I ask that because I know you, I've known you for, for a very, very long time. And for a guy like yourself to have four kids, to have your own home, to own these businesses, that has to be something like when you're out here, like you have to be just as irritated as I am. There's no way you aren't. Uh, I don't know if I am anymore. I was but, I because you're 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 but, so your dis- discipline and focus is also different because you're not really looking right i'm not looking and i've been married mm. so you know and and i was with my wife from the age of 13 to 28 30 uh we we, we ended we were officially divorced at 30 so that was 13 years of my early life wow. and then i was in two long-term relationships after that so um my actual period of my life, my adult life of being single has really come in the last five years. Yeah, you you haven't had one. Right. It's and like so, for you, it's like being a kid out here. It's, it's different. No, I, 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 it's well, if, if being a kid creates a lot of anxiety, then yeah, okay. But uh, it's definitely different in the world. Man, um, ain't it, man, bro? It's, it is shenanigans out here, man. <laughs> and it those, is options, fuckery. those options do matter. It's fuckery out here, bro. It's fuckery out here. 
I be wanting to call this young lady back like, yo, can we fix this shit? Because this is horrible out here. But, you know. I'm sorry. I see the air in my ways. And then, yo, nah, yeah. nah. Her leaving and me and her having an amicable uh, split like that was one of the best things ever. You know, you go your way, I go mine. Um, you had a you had a plan that was different for what I had going on, and, and I, I I love you, shorty. You know, I hope you do well in life. But yeah, I'm no out. love loss, and, and, and that keeps things cool. With, you know what I mean, you can no love loss at all. No. Channel communication with with certain people. Um, I have exes that I keep in touch with that will never cross romantic lines again. But the connection that we did have was so real that the bond was there. The friendship was there. So, and that's important that be for able me to bounce off each other for life. Um, that's, that's important to be able to still have the, uh, at least a friendship, the fellowship still be intact. That's important. Another valuable entity in life. You need to friends. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now if it's something that just blew up and it just went crazy, then I understand you not wanting to. Right. To, to be have anything invested with a, per, a person like that but i'm good man like it, it's crazy out here i'll say that it's crazy it's crazy like me doing this podcast and working and traveling for work or do whatever it is i have to do and then those moments where you stop and you you grab a drink or you go see a movie or you're at the grocery store, whatever it may have, wherever it is that it happens, I'm riding a Metro or whatever it may be. And I have these dialogues, you know, and you you come across these different people with their own stories. It's like, like, what is, what the fuck is going, like, who's, like, what is going wrong? What's the disconnects at, at some point between us? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of that disconnect, you know, it's, it's resembled in the music, it's resembled in the media, it's resembled in, in a lot of stuff and a lot of influences where the messages are such that is dictating horrible. A lot of the horrible, you know, outcomes and and, and just vitriol that's out here. Like it's it's crazy. Bro. I I was <laughs> me and this girl dated, man. And every song that she listened to was negative i was like how do you listen to that all day all day every day and like we, we, it's not affecting you when we're in the car riding and we trying to get a vibe and we trying to get our, our spirits up like i get that but nigga pharrell made happy like damn <laughs> like give me something <laughs> bro and she was just like why you got a problem with my music I was like, man, you realize that that negatively impacts you all the time. Every time you listen to it, are you listening to the message that he's saying? He is saying nothing good about you in particular. About you at all? About he called you, you a bitch, all. a hoe. He said he was gonna fuck your friend. Like, are you listening to that? And yeah, then, you, and then you're listening to it every day and repeating it. So yeah, that's 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 what you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. some of that. So it ain't, it ain't, it ain't it all correct. women. It ain't all no, women. No, true, true. But that again, the options. So you, you regardless of, um, you know what's out here, what we tend to gravitate toward 
uh, dictate some things within us. So, if, you know, we need to make changes. Absolutely. And, and that's when I was like, all right, so whatever I'm doing is, is off centered. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not balanced right now. And probably, probably part of that could be that maybe I am balanced, but I need to be focused more on what I'm doing correct, uh, currently and not be worried about that. But you know, that is, 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 is primal instinct. You know, your, your yeah. mind, your mind tells you, Hey, you got to empty your tank. I'm right. Look, look, it sounds good on lip service, but you, you know, do, but you know, every now and then you, you, your, your heartbeat. <laughs> Nigga, I'm alive. And, 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 your, and your mind tells you, yo, you got to empty your tank. Yeah. You got to empty your tank. Oh, hey, that one, that one nice. Go empty your tank. Go get that, you know, but um, right now, I guess the main thing is to stay focused, you know, and as men, you know, continue to be disciplined and strive for goals because everything we already know is going to come with it, you know. Uh, absolutely. Everything else is going to be there. And we know that because we've seen the results from years past. We didn't see examples. We didn't see it happen firsthand, you know. Yes. And that's the best one, being firsthand, because I know what happens when, 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 when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Hell, even just recently, I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm back in my stride, you know, when certain things are going on. When I'm traveling and, you know, you dressed up and you got to go through and do all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, I, I see it. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Let me ask you a question. Uh, another question. What type of what what music are you playing right uh, lately? Um, actually, as of late, this is a, a recent occurrence. I've been going back to nineties R and B. Classic shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I still have my dusties on the weekends while I'm playing in the house. You know, yeah. I listen to my trap music on the way to to work into the gym. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, that's that motivation. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, um, I've been diving into back into '90s R&B, dipping back into neo soul sounds. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of Afro beats and Caribbean beats, as far as new music too. Mm. Afro beats, man. That. They they more and more of it is coming through. More and more of it. Is oh coming yeah, through. yeah, and and that 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 homemade authentic sound it, it just resonates. You know, um, it's it's like when I heard hip hop for the first time. You know, it's a new it's a new sound. It's a, it's infectious. It's got its own it's got its own pulse to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to vibe with. Now, tell me this then, what's uh. Do you have a favorite group, R&B group from the 90s? Oh, you put me on the spot. Huh? I got to, bro. You, 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 hey, this is Full Profits Podcast, everybody. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. The address All right, is so look, uh, I guess my, uh, uh, my favorite 90s R&B group, Boys to Men. Bong, bong. Salute. Boys to Men. Salute. That range of harmony and just you know the emotion that they put in it. Yeah, them boys was bad, man. And then some bad boys, yeah. bad boys, bad men, you know. Bad men, and they sing with everything that they had in them, man. Absolutely, absolutely. How about I, you? I, I I I pose the question to you. I was I was I was gonna go with boys and men, but since you said them. 
What if I wanted to say Tony, Tony, Tone? Oh, okay. Oh, geez. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Salute to Raphael Sadiq because he still puts out music, and that boy music is damn near timeless. I don't know if you uh, a fan of his music, but he putting out some good shit. Raphael Sadiq is a bad motherfucker, man. You're a bad boy. It's more jazzy sounds to it now, and it's still, still hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely fuck with him. Are you a fan of uh, Robert Glasper? No, oh, you just uh... write it down, bro. Write it down. I, I say, I or I'll te- I'll text it to you. Robert Glasper. G L A S P, as in pepper. E R. <clears throat> yeah, he's a dope musician, and he gets off into jazz too. Like, he's really good. Um, What's another one that I like that I can think of off the top of my head? Oh, so on on another kind of like a a band that's like a funky Afro Latino Latino style. Uh huh. Uh huh. Budos band. B U D O. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's just fire. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a Ghanaian band too. Um, okay, and I can't. I'm bad with names, so it's in my playlist. <laughs> do that, do that. But yeah, Budo's band is is really cool. They they got this whole funk and jazz vibe going on, and they also mm-hmm. throw in like uh the Afro like African and the Latin Latin music as well. It's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, who else is a who else is one? Um, uh, polyrhythmics, very good too. Really? Oh yeah, smoking. And, and when I say that, I mean you're gonna love it when you, when when you elevate. I have to check that out. Oh yes, them and Budos band. When you when you get ready to hit that zone, because I know I am. When as soon as we get off here, all right, and then add Devito to your list. DeVito. Oh, I already know. Oh, yeah, I already know about that. Yeah, we yeah. good on that one. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, but Budo's band, Polyrhythmics, and there's another. Oh, man. Yo, when you hear this shit, all the instrumentation, you gonna, yo, you might turn it up through the whole house and let that hey, shit I, just ring That's the stuff I play for my plants. Oh, you're gonna love it. plays in the garden. You're gonna love it. That and classical. Okay. So what music do you keep playing in, in a garden? Is it like a rotation of things or just a certain? So um, public access radio has a jazz station um, and a classical station that I put on. Otherwise, I'll have R&B or Afro beats playing down in the garden while I'm working in there. So um, they get a they get a variety of music. Ironically, they don't like 90s rap. So how would you? How do you know? Gangster rap, but they like country music. How do? How could you? How can you tell in the plants? Like, what do they do? Uh, so, like most living things, there's a vibrancy to life, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You can tell when things are with plants. Mostly, the leaves kind of shrink away, or um, the growth is kind of stagnant. When plants are happy, you know the leaves are stretching up toward the light. They they're the vibrant kind of dancing in the wind, if you would. Um, 
plants have a distinctive reaction to music. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, and, and maybe I could just be crazy, but no, no, I'm not. <laughs> there's a there's a category a category um, that of music or genres of music that plants respond to better than others. Um, and yeah, it, hey, man, you ain't crazy. George Washington Carver said he can talk to the plants. Oh yeah, they love that too. You know that that that, that carbon dioxide let off from us. It's very beneficial to them. Not, not just that, but he said he could hear them. That's how he knew what to do. Look, I, I tell people that when, I, when they come to class, right, um, you know, you have to pay attention and listen to, to the plants. They will talk to you. They're going to tell you everything that they need. They're going to tell you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, do more of this. They, and they're very – listening to plants, I would akin to listening to women. Most of the time, it's not anything that's said. It's everything that it's doing. So, got it. Yeah. Um. I. 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 I got to get more into plants. And <laughs> my man's was right because you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Cool. Do you teach your kids how to garden? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um. My daughter is is a gardener though. She she likes to say that she kills plants um uh, she's not good with house plants and things like that okay they require uh that nominal maintenance but uh succulents she can keep alive because it doesn't take a lot <laughs> um they they you know they are in tune with nature period though animals plants uh, I try to keep that a focus because otherwise they're just being devices all the time and not in tune with the world that they actually live in. Okay. That's as key. a as a as a man with four kids, like is it hard to get them outside into activities? Because oh, hell I don't, yeah. Bro, yes. yes I don't, I have, like when we had a coast they team just to make sure that they they going hard. Wow. When we yeah. grew up, it was different, man. Now you don't it seem was, like a man, lot you of couldn't it. get me inside for nothing. So yeah. I'm 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 like counting the time to the sun, uh, the streetlight come on. Damn, we gotta go in. Let's let's try to stay out like ten minutes longer. Yeah, so, yeah. Yell at, let, her, let her yell out the window to, for us to come here. They they go outside 10 to 15 minutes and they right back inside. Are there I mean, like youth programs and 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 uh, park district shit? Is there any of that going on anymore? I mean, it was up until COVID. Okay. Okay. Right. You know, we, you know, we're in a space now where um, people, children. Well, pre-COVID, let's talk about pre-COVID, 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 a lot of kids weren't being creative anyway, but um, you know, there were things and outlets for them to do, but not, you know, it's not a, not a lot of it. Okay. As a society, as a parent, I I can say that a lot of those things um, stopped being, um readily available to at least everyone um you know there are pockets depending on you know what township you're in right um but even still um places like the croc center that has a bunch of programs youth programs and stuff for them to do um they tend to to not fill up um because kids just aren't interacting like that yeah and and for us growing up 
that was our social network, being around other kids and learning how to how to talk to ki- other kids and learning if, if a person was good for us or if they wasn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's how you learn, interact. And, but I mean, different world. So we, we, we need to prep and roll for the punches for the world that's coming. Absolutely. Instead of the one that we grew up out of, because the one that we grew up out of may never come back again. Right. But the mm-hmm. one that's in front of us, we can prepare for that. Um, I try to get them out as much as possible. You know, we, we, we we get to be active as much as possible there in karate as a result and, and doing things like that, you know. Um, Would you ever consider putting them in jujitsu? Uh, absolutely. My son, my oldest son wants to box, so we're going to switch over to boxer, you know. Um, they're black belts now. He's the instructor at, at his dojo. Oh, wow. So, awesome. Salute to him. Yeah. So, you know, jujitsu, taekwondo, boxing, um, keep them interested in different things um because that that then piques other curiosities um and all i have to do is plant seeds as a father um and you know i don't need to push towards anything other than to work hard and you know try to be the best at what you do absolutely that's all i have to push otherwise activities i just got to kick them out the house and lock the door I'll Which say sometimes this. Sometimes when I when they go outside, I actually literally lock the door. So you're good. Like, they y'all can't come back, back in here. <laughs> y'all can't come back. And yeah. when y'all come back in here, y'all better smell like outside. You better smell like outside and hop your ass in the shower. Yep. Uh, you better smell like sweating outside. So I know that you was actually out here playing around. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'll say this too, man. If you do decide to put him in boxing, mm-hmm. if he wants to do it, it's 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 not a easy commitment i'll say it's that not. it's not from a guy who did that that is not an easy commitment like that is something that you have to want to do absolutely um but you know he he's the athlete so that's like right up his alley anyway all right um, all right so i'm um i'm looking forward to that one actually you you find out through boxing and then from the friends i know that did mma you find out that most people don't really want to get hit most people and that's just in general like even even the people out here who we think are tough they're really just talking because they got lips like they don't they don't really want no one's ever tested them no one's ever tried them like that yeah no one really wants to get hit the guys that bully people they bully people because they know people are smaller than them but he doesn't really want to get hit by a guy his size because he know he would fold up and crumble. Yeah. And then they, from, go, they 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 go through uh, hit training at the dojo. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's full contact all on. Awesome. Awesome. So it's it's definitely a lesson in life that most men and women um, need to partake in. I think so, because I think everyone should be able to, to protect themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or you should at least have the, the courage to be able to defend yourself when needed, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, most people shy away and cow from fights that they can win because they just never been in a situation where they've had to. Yeah. And, and for me, myself, I have to always take the, the other route and go the other way, because if I put my hands up and go forward, I, I know what comes out of this. Problems are going <laughs> to occur. 
all types of problems and you you can't get out of it once the light switch goes on it's on and we got to ride this wave all the way out so um i i, I definitely I'm, I'm i salute you for that as well because giving them the, the ability to learn how to temper themselves and learn self-discipline through a martial art is great and to be black belts bro how old 13 and 11 both of my black belts yep that's crazy that's crazy, man. That's good work right there. Look, progressing this, 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 this empire, this kingdom is ever advancing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you got to continue to add to it. Those are the those are the keepers now. One day, one day those will be the keepers. And they gotta be prepared for it. Bang bang. So, bang bang. Man, yeah. But look, man, I've been blessed to, to parlay with you. Oh, we can definitely go on ahead and get up out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Full Profits Podcast. My guest today was Michael Terrell. Uh, my guy, I appreciate you getting on here with me. I love my dude. I love, I, yes, I, again, appreciate you for having me. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, we gonna, one day we're going to link up and stink up. But for now, remember the mission statement when you striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. And we are done.